Hello, and welcome to Dispel Magic, the podcast where we overthink how the magic of D&D might shape your campaign in surprising and unexpected ways. I'm Benjamin, game designer and writer. You can find me on Twitter at Sterling Vermin or the World Wide Web at SterlingVermin.com. And my name's Dane. I'm a dungeon master, podcaster, and voice actor. You can find me all those places. You can find me anywhere at Dane and Danger. Anywhere you want. Look, I'm there. Okay. Dane and Danger. Benjamin, sometimes in life, you just need a little quiet place to yourself. A little... Yeah, I know what you're talking about. You need a... A, a, a little a, 30 by 30 by 30 wood or stone An room. escape. To escape your own your own man cave your own if you're a man sanctuary a, a, a place for respite your own demiplane what this week we're doing demiplane that's what we're talking about demiplane is very cool in concept <laughs> that's um, the biggest like asterisk yeah I've heard in concept Yeah, well, I mean, when I, the first time I read the player's handbook and I saw the spell Demiplane, I was like, hell yes, let me create my own Demiplane. And then I read it and it's a 30 by 30 by 30 bare room of wood or (laughs) Or stone. stone. It's a a box. Cool. (laughs) I can't rule over this. Yeah. It's just for some reason, the stuff between planes is all wood and stone yeah. with these 30 by 30 by 30 bubbles because you're you're imagining right you're imagining a land that you can create yeah, of your own i mean ravenloft has been used to be referred to as the demi plane of dread oh so i'm thinking oh cool a whole world i get to build but no it's a 30 here's by 30 me by 30. thinking i'm strad coming into this bare room right oh boy that would be a good thing to tell people at a cocktail party or a type five for a for a comedic set right yeah right yeah Yeah. if you just had to punch out a couple of laughs real quick and get off stage why don't i uh run down what demiplane does you might have already jumped the shark on this episode oh boy demiplane is an eighth level conjuration spell available to sorcerers warlocks and wizards It takes one action to cast, has a range of 60 feet, and a duration of one hour. The spell text says, You create a shadowy door on a flat, solid surface that you can see within range. The door is large enough to allow medium creatures to pass through unhindered. When opened, the door leads to a demiplane that appears to be an empty room 30 feet in each dimension, made of wood or stone. When the spell ends the door disappears, and any creature or object inside the demiplane remain trapped there as the door also disappears from the other side. Each time you cast this spell, you can create a new demiplane or have the shadowy door connect to a demiplane you created with a previous casting of this spell. Additionally, if you know the nature and contents of a demiplane created by a casting of this spell by another creature, you can have the shadowy door connect to this demiplane instead. Ooh. Cool stuff. There's some stuff. There's some stuff here. For for being a little tiny pocket door dimension room. I I think when you read it, it it still sounds incredibly boring. (laughs) It's very boring. You got your own rec room. 
Yeah, for one, yeah, and with a very high ceiling. for And only for like an hour, because if you stay in there for longer than an hour, you get stuck in there. Can't you cast it in the no. room? No. Well, you could cast it to get into another demiplane. So you're trapped in an endless series of demiplanes? Yes, unless you've got other spells like plane oh, shift. Oh, wow. Or I did read that you can banish yourself because your native plane is, would be the material plane, so... You can cast Banish on yourself to send yourself to the material plane. But yeah, it is very funny because it's an 8th level spell that you can absolutely, essentially kill yourself with. Yeah. Because like... This is cube. Oops, I, sta- <laughs> I stayed You're in here longer in than cube. an hour. And now this is my whole life. This is my whole life. This 30 Wooden by 30 stone. by 30 space is is it for me. I've got, I've got one overstuffed leather couch. I've got a foosball table. And that's it. Because you were outfitting it for sure. your rec room. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Maybe and a, that's why you let, went in there. Or maybe you took a, a nap. You took and it went too a little, long yeah, a nap. Yeah. Your alarm didn't go off. Right. Your magic mouth didn't go off. And now you're stuck. That'd be a cool, like you stumble upon the notes or like a description of the nature and contents of a demiplane and go there and find this guy who like died a hundred, like a wizard who died a thousand yeah. years ago. For some reason, I imagine him having like jeweled teeth. I don't know. Sure. That's weird. But... He's just dead on a couch. <laughs> like, it's just a skeleton on a couch and all this fun stuff everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get stuck. Don't get stuck. Demiplane. Don't get stuck. That would be a good tagline for this. For this spell. Spell. We should come up with a tagline for each spell That would now. be a good idea. Yeah. Okay. Write that down for next time. Okay. Great. So, expected uses. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's just to, like, store crap. In. I mean, yeah. bas- it's basically bag of holding the spell sure a little bit yeah that you can walk into that has oxygen you don't yeah. have to worry about that right. right um you can do a short rest in there with like no time to spare like you cast it run in there get your hour of rest and then run out again right. yeah but even then that shadowy door is still there so other it's people not like could you come can, in yeah can you arcane lock it uh, you can arcane lock it it's a shadowy door it, it is a say, shadowy door it specifies that it's a door so it can be locked with arcane lock. So Thank yes, God. You can walk in there, arcane lock it, and take your nap, your power nap, and just, you know, make sure you book it and it's time to leave. In terms of unexpected outcomes, I will say the vast majority I can think of are traps. Sure. Right. So uh, some of the stuff, it will be along the same lines of bag of holding, but... Less uh, do. Times a million... Because there's no there's no weight limit. It's just anything you can fit into this thing is what's going to be there. What's the dimensions of bag of holding again? There are no internal dimensions. It's, oh, it's just um, the weight limit. It's just the weight limit. And yeah. the, and what can fit in there. Yeah. Okay, so. Just the very first basic thing. You go to the bottom of a lake. You cast Demiplane. Open the door. So open the door. And now you've got 201,690 gallons of water in a Demiplane. That you could just dump on anybody you want. Ben doing math. Yeah. So there's two ways you can you could do this. When you want to dump all that water out, you can put it on a wall, in which case it's going to kind of flood an area pretty... Well, actually, it's probably going to come out pretty pressurized because that's a lot of weight on the water and a very tiny hole for it to all be spraying out of. Yeah. I mean, a medium-sized creature can pass through it, so it's probably a little over six feet yeah right right right. so it's a standard standard door right but it's gonna spray like a fire hose for at least that's the like for a cartoon style where it's just a flat yeah or there's no reason that 
you don't have to put it on a wall. It just has a flat right. surface. So you can also put it above them. Where does just, where does the door show up in the room then? Can you designate I think you choose it? where in the demi plane it would show up to. I mean, there's it's no It's your demi plane. Yeah, I it, should hope that in your boring it's also ass such, room. Yeah, it's a, such a ridiculously boring spell that like if you can't even choose where the door shows up. Yeah. Then so you're you're saying like uh bottom of the de- style. bottom of the demi plane yeah. and top of the ceiling above your enemy and then all of a sudden there's like, you know, 200,000 gallons of water dumping on this person. I'm guessing they're going to fall down. They might at, at least. least fall down. Yeah. At the very least. Oh man. And we were talking about vampires earlier. Yeah. Different episode. Running sure. <laughs> running water like 200 just thousand gallons of wash water them running. Away. Yeah. I think that's probably going to do it for that vampire. Yeah, like vampires can't be a thing once you know Demiplane because it's just like all vampire hunters would know this spell. To... Get rid of even the most powerful vampires. They're going to have to walk around in a an environmental suit that <laughs> protects them from running water. I'm just thinking that like <laughs> uh, vampires have the old diving bell. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Is like they're going to have to be wearing suits like that at all times so that nobody thinks about doing this. Is that a shadowy door? Oh, Probably no. also be good for daylight protection. Yeah, keep that sun off their skin. But I digress. <laughs> another good trap. Create a bunch of undead or Locally source them from mm-hmm. another necromancer. Sure. Push them all into your demiplane. And then when you find somebody you don't like, pop that door open and let your undead horde. You don't even have to control them, really. You just have to be able to get away fast enough after you've opened the door uh, next to the person you don't like with this horde of mindless undead chasing them. And and then then soon they become one of the throngs yeah. because those undead are going to And kill then you us. stuff them in the the demiplane and have that's how you do it. It's an endless cycle. It's a virtuous cycle though. Virtuous. Yeah, yeah at the end of the day. Um that I mean that kind of makes me think of my fire plan. You set that wood room on fire. Right. What happens to the wood in the room? Nobody knows. It's, yeah. it's demiplane wood. So does it just burn forever? Probably. It's a good question. And since you can create the door anywhere, if you create the door at the top of the demiplane and the door on the floor, you just got smoke billowing up out of it and, and probably really high temperatures. Because if you've got that much space burning. Right. It's it's going to suck. Yeah, it's going to suck. <laughs> it's going to suck. Yeah. Uh, so I guess what we're saying is. Like, That'd be another good tagline for demiplane. It's going to suck. <laughs> um. So you're you're coming up with uh, you're coming up with elemental demiplane rooms for battle. You, yeah, you've right. got a mud a water, room. Yeah, you got a for w- sure. water room. You got a fire room, ice room, snow. Maybe not. Maybe not snow, huh? <laughs> well, I don't know how you would keep it cold right. once you got that stuff in there. It's so that one would be tough. well insulated. Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. If it's a stone one, it's just stone for as far as... Even if it's wood. And there's no heat. Who cares? I guess there's no heat that naturally yeah. is generated but, uh, How the would room. the snow come out is the, is the thing if yeah. it's packed well, there's, in there, yeah. right? Right. Um, fucking boulders. You just have a bunch of heavy stones your, your in there. Room. Well, you wouldn't want them to be real boulders because you want no. to be able to... Roll out, roll out of a medium-sized door. Big enough to go through a door. Right. And then you just clonk them on the head with your baby, boulder room. Baby boulders. Baby boulder room. 
This is a battle spell, is what we found yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is a spell for Carnage. Yeah. It's trying to trick you into thinking it's the most boring spell in uh-uh. D&D 5e, but no, no, no. Hey, Benjamin. Lots of tricks and traps. You hear a gross one? Sewage room. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's really, really gross. That'd be bad. Um, Garbage room. And you know, the thing is that you have to be a 15th level spellcaster to cast this. So I'm trying to picture the person who gets that powerful. Yeah. And then it's like, I just want to fill up this 30 by 30 by 30 place with, with sewage. My excrement. It's going to serve a purpose one day. I mean, maybe somebody, I guess it would be somebody who's like. Real dirty birdie. Well, I think it'd be somebody who's, who's very um, petty yeah. and vindictive. Yeah. yeah. They're not willing to wait for the moment where Biff Tanner goes into the manure Hates pile. Manure. It's just like, Brings the I'm just going to dump like my manure all over you. Right. And we're going to call it a day. Moving on. You could bring your friends in this room, not the room that you use for suit, not the demiplane of sewage, no. but your own separate one. Um, a new one, a fresh one. A new one. And, uh, you know, there's so many ways for a high level spellcaster to get in and out of places, uh, but when if they're alone, mm-hmm. I mean, you can polymorph yourself to turn into a fly or a bird or whatever, get in or out of wherever you need to go, and then you cast the spell, and all of a sudden you've got all of your companions, like could be dozens of them really, and they're they're with you there and either escaping from a place that you don't want to be or getting deep into a dungeon maybe where. That would have been dangerous to have got that many people walk through. So you're saying cast it, put them inside, mm-hmm. move to a different place. Yes. Cast it again. Yes. People moving. Correct. So we'll we'll, we'll we'll keep that for later. Yeah. Wink. Put that feather in your hat so we can tickle one another with it later. <laughs> that we're going to do. Yeah. That's, okay. a, that's an expression. That's what people say. Hello, friends. Dane here saying thank you for listening and sharing our show. Telling other people about Dispel Magic is the best way for us to grow, along with you rating and reviewing our show on whatever podcast app you use. We've also revamped our Patreon. Benjamin is writing monthly spells. There's a behind-the-screen show where we talk about our home games, along with other little extras we'll be sprinkling in here or there. So, if you like the show, please tell a friend, rate and review, and check out our Patreon. Thanks again for listening and happy spelling. We've already kind of talked about all the dangerous things you could, dangerous or gross, I guess, for some reason, Dane brought up gross stuff, but if there's a lot of dangerous stuff, if you wanted to, you could create a demiplane, cast a bunch of glyphs of warding in it, which you go fight the big bad evil guy, cast demiplane again, and just shove them into the room where all these glyphs of warding are going to pop off. But if you don't want to make it that complicated, don't make it that complicated. You could also fill that demiplane with gunpowder mm. and cast it behind the big bad evil guy, shoot a firebolt into it, and you've got a massive explosion. Kaboomers. Or push them in there with lots of other stuff. Acid, gelatinous cubes, molten lava, angry bees. Danger just, room. Yeah. Open up the... This would be the room that Dane would be in danger. This I, is I'd the, be in danger in that room. This is the reference that he was trying to make. This is, we've been seeding this episode for months. Yes. So basically, there's a lot of things you can do if you've got a solo target enemy that you're trying to get. There's either ways to make the 
demiplane appearing dangerous to them, or you can shove them into into the demiplane where there is danger. But if you're gonna if you're gonna go on that second route where you push them into the demiplane, it's important to note that the duration of the spell is one hour. It's not concentration one hour. It's, oh, it's one hour. That door is going to be there for an hour. Yes, that door is going to be there for an hour. So unless you're planning on charging in there after them to keep them locked in or doing something else. Arcane lock. You can arcane lock the door or you could cast dispel magic to shut it behind you. Now, the funny thing about that is that you actually don't have to do all the extra work of making your demiplane dangerous. You can just cast it, shove the guy in there and dispel magic the door. It's the ultimate desert then, island. Then they're, yeah, exactly. It's just like, well, no chance. Whatever happened to that guy? Nobody knows to this day. Probably dead after a couple weeks, but hopefully they don't know banish. Yes. I mean, yeah. So if you're fighting a spellcaster, this is less reliably going to work mm -hmm. for you. It's at least going to put them in a sour mood. Sure. They got to waste the whole spell just to like Oof. not be trapped in your. And who knows where they're coming back to, right? It's That's just true. their own. Yeah. Plane, if you, yeah, if you ban so, it, if you banish yourself back to the material plane, you don't know where you're going to end up. So this is kind of a, a get out of jail free card. Like you're dire straits, you're down to the bottom of the barrel. If <laughs> you if you have plane shift, you can choose pretty much where you show up. Okay. So like if there's one specific spell that they know, mm -hmm. or if they have wish, they can get back to you pretty quickly. I will say you're if you really wanted to like ironclad make this work. You're going to want to do this with three party members mm -hmm. where let's say the the wizard casts Demiplane and then somebody else is holding action to shove the big bad evil guy into the door as soon as it appears. And somebody else is ready to in action to cast Dispel Magic as soon as he goes through that door. There you go. Because then you don't, uh, there's no risk of it getting back out and this plan getting foiled. You call it the triple threat. Yeah, I think that's commonly what that phrase means. I do too. I think that too. One hitch, and we'll get into this more later too, is that if you throw a villain into... If, you, if you're plane. using a demiplane as a prison for your enemies, and you only throw one in at a time, if that enemy has any friends that know demiplane, they could okay. potentially rescue them because... They know who's in there. <laughs> they, they know who's in there, right? And one of the things about the spell is that if you know the nature and contents of another demiplane, you can access that demiplane when you cast the spell. So does nature in this case mean they know it's either made of stone or wood? I guess that I, that's a, it's a very weird word. The nature of the demiplane. Because, yeah, because the nature of the demiplane is you kind of spelled it all out in the spell. A, like you got a 50-50 yeah, chance of right. knowing the nature. The right. rest of it, you got to kind of dig work, a It doesn't work. Wait till the next day and guess yeah. the other one, and yeah. then there you go. So if you want to protect yourself against that happening where you've thrown somebody in and locked the demiplane away and you don't want anybody else to have access to it, just throw a few random things in there too, mm. like a teddy bear, a pair of dice, a book on archaeology, whatever else. That trinket you rolled for at yeah, the beginning of the campaign. That's that never been useful. It's never been useful. And the DM forgot to tie it into anything. And so it's just there. been in your inventory list the whole time. Yeah. And so then it it will make it much harder for somebody else to kind of guess what's in the room and, and get it out. Not a trap, but if you were feeling particularly altruistic, you could seal off a cursed or dangerous magic item in this way too. Mm -hmm. But similarly, toss in some extra random stuff so that whatever bad person wants to access that thing can't, can't get it quite so easy. Well, we did the episode on clone 
uh, previously, and you need a place to put your clone to grow for right. a long period of time. Right. This would be a great place to do that because you're the only one who can get in there, and there's a lot of complicated things in there for people to guess. Right. So right. they'd have to know the type of vessel you're using. Mm -hmm. They'd have to know what kind of piece of flesh you used. Wood or stone. <laughs> Wood or stone, at the very least. Right. So, yeah. I, I, if you're a wizard who's already cloning. Right. And, and I think you're also going to want to load this up with all the stuff you need to both get out of the demiplane, but then also... So you're putting a... Get back to adventuring. A scroll of banishment in there. A scroll of banishment or a copy of your spell, spell book. Right. The material components required to cast those kinds of spells. It's funny that this spell is a square room because this really reminds me of uh, Minecraft in a way. Uh -huh. Where when you die in Minecraft and you go back to spawn, a lot of times you're going to want to fit yourself out at that spawn right. point. Yeah. So this could be that for you. Yeah. Where you just have a set of armor waiting for you. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's like all all the stuff you need to go back to adventuring as soon as you die is just waiting in this room. Back into the fray. Yeah. In terms of, of world changing. Right. I mean, we've already talked about storage. Like this yeah, can store yeah. a lot so of things. So in terms of like traps and stuff, it, it mimics a lot of what we talked about with Bag of Holding. In terms of impact on the setting, it mimics a lot about what we talked about teleportation circle. Except... Mm -hmm. I would say that this is superior in every, I mean, I guess it's superior in every way to a bag of holding as well, mm -hmm. but like this is hugely transformative, exponentially more so than um, teleportation circle because it no longer requires a year of casting the spell. You're saving there's a no, lot of time. There's no material component cost to this. Yeah. So if, if you've got a 15th level caster or two, really, this is the way you really want to be transporting your stuff. As an example of, of what I'm talking about, if you have Guild Wizard A, they're going to gather all the stuff they want to ship from Alpha City, cast Demiplane, and put it all in there, right? Then they're going to send a shipping manifest to Omega City, where Guild Wizard B cast Demiplane. Using the manifest, they know what's in the Demiplane so they can access it with the spell. And whether it's wood or stone. And whether the Demiplane is wood or stone. And then pull all that stuff out. Yeah. Now... So there's that really straightforward way of doing it. You can also, there's no limit to the number of doors to that demiplane that could exist at one time. So if you put like a statue in a room and then tell everybody, tell like six friends of yours from around the world who are all 15th level spellcasters about this demiplane, you could all access, access it at the same time. And then for an hour, you can transport you goods. Point. You have this nexus point where you can transport goods everywhere around the world. Through that, through that medium-sized door. Through those medium-sized doors. Party. It's a party. It's a transportation party. Yeah. All right. So so that's pretty huge. I mean, because the, the real limiting factor of teleportation circle is that a creature has to be carrying it, and it's only open for six seconds. Yeah. This the, is the open, time limit. Yeah. This is open for an entire hour, and it's both ways. So if you have two or more doors you really can move a lot of goods very quickly. It's it's a couple of different, very useful utility things all wrapped up in yes. one yeah. pretty high-level spell. Yeah, and, and and the other thing is that if you don't want to move all these goods right away, you can just store it in a demi plane. Right. Well, and that's how I saw it would impact a setting. There wouldn't be any more warehouses if right. you had a rich enough guild. Right. Because 
why why rent the space when you've got yeah why rent the space why risk people stealing your stuff in. yeah yeah for sure um and also i was thinking banks you wouldn't you wouldn't really need the full vaults of banks anymore yeah i mean the only limitation to this spell really is that it requires 15th level caster. Right. So basically the highest bidder who can capture as many 15th level spell casters as possible is going to be the one that benefits from that, whether that's banks, nobles, or merchants guilds. What are some of the ways that people can find out this information that the, what, what's in the room? Pretty much. I think it's just by the caster telling them. Right. I mean, you might also observe it. So like one thing that would be required, I would think, if you're using this to move goods is that you're going to have to be hiring help to yeah. to move stuff through either into the demiplane or through the demiplane to the other exit that that's set up wherever. And so that potentially then leads to a situation where a thieves guild might get access to the manifest by one of the one of Bribing the hired somebody, help being yeah. there, one of the hired help either being a plant from the thieves guild or being bribed or maybe they have an animal spy who like a oh yeah a sure like a rat to, yeah well, it would be weird maybe. for a hawk to like fly <laughs> in through true. a door you'd be like what the hell is that hawk doing in here um but like a, that's a shifty looking hawk yeah. but like a rat or something especially cuz a rat could like maybe hide in the actual things being put in the although pretty terrifying for a polymorph person who's a rat to then get trapped in that demi plane oh boy well, we were we were talking about having all this help, and I could see a sign being like number of days since we lost somebody yeah. to a demiplane, right? Because they're pushing it to the very last minute. For sure. They're just until they can pack it up, and they're like, come on, Steve, you can do it. And he's like, I'm coming. And this, oh, lost Steve. Yeah, I mean, until tomorrow where you can cast the spell again. Except that then there's the cost benefit of like, we can't cast Demiplane again that day to do something else in a different Demiplane if we cast to rescue Steve. So he's got rations for like a week. He's just going to have to cool his heels in there. Maybe this weekend we'll have somebody come Maybe. We'll, we'll do we'll do the numbers. We'll see if it's... Now, this setup sounds like it's the perfect way to prevent theft and to kind of keep Thieves Guilds from being able to commit heists mm-hmm. or... or or steal stuff in transit, but that's not totally accurate. I previously mentioned that if you have a shipping manifest, you know, of stuff that's supposed to be in the demiplane, it would be somebody else could access that demiplane. Well, that's only if the manifest is accurate. Mm-hmm. So if a thieves guild really wanted to mess with you, they could, uh, one of their hired people could just put a few extra objects that don't show up on the manifest in the demiplane so that it no longer, so, yeah, so that it no longer accurately, and then all they have to do is hire their own 15th level spellcaster with the manifest, with those hidden items that they placed in it so that they can access the demiplane and get to it. I, I almost feel like, can you cast uh, invisibility on an object? Can you make an object invisible? Not with the spell uh, invisibility, but there may be other effects in the game that would allow you to turn a spell. I feel uh, like that's, the, that's the, the clincher. <laughs> Right. Yeah. You put it. You put an invisible object in there yourself right. that only you know. Yeah. Is in there, and that that keeps the the even the thieves guild from getting right. into it because if they put their own thing in there, then it's locked away and everyone loses it. Yeah. I mean, then then you get to the like. It's funny. There's always like a counterplay to that. Yeah. Then, right. <laughs> because then you have the wizard cast see invisibility so that he can like <laughs> check the inventory before he leaves. But yeah, I mean, I think that would be one of the fun things to play around with in a campaign is the ever evolving, like security counter security uh, 
just mounting, keeping up with the Joneses. Right, exactly. The each kind of organization. back and forth is like, these companies try to perfect their shipping methods using this, while Thieves Guilds just keep finding new things to exploit to get access to or lock out the Merchants Guilds from their warehouses. They're like, screw it, we're just using the Tensor's train. We're just... Just hire a bunch of gnomes. We'll, we'll just ship it. God the old-fashioned way. The old-fashioned way. <laughs> By land, like God intended. Like Paylor intended. <laughs> um, sure. I guess that's it, huh? Demi plain to see that we've run out of things to talk about? I don't know if that works, Benjamin. All right, that's fine. For, for a, a seemingly disappointing spell. So it, it is right. admittingly disappointing to... Be promised your own demiplane and then be yes. given a box of wood. It's mean to name the spell it's demiplane. But mean, wizards. It's the, mean. The traps and the shipping possibilities. The shipping ramifications. Yeah. Simply shipping ramifications. Just, yeah, those uh, I love. You know, the, very exciting. If you have any ideas about how to use demiplane in your campaign or game, let us know. We're on we're on the internet, aren't we, Benjamin? We're on Twitter at Dispel Magic Pod, or you could email us. What email at Dispel Magic Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you again after your next long rest. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Dispel Magic. If this has inspired any ideas for your game, or you have another take on today's topic, please let us know on Twitter, at DispelMagicPod. You can find Benjamin, at Sterling Vermin, and Dane, at Dane in Danger. Thank you to Slim Mittens for our cover art, produced by Benjamin Huffman, produced and edited by Dane Fox McGraw. Good with that? Yeah. All right. Great.